Sunday morning, Parshas Vayeshev, Tovshin Pei Aleph. Erika Nidameya, Women's Learning Division of Adash Yashurin. As we very often do, I'd like to thank you for the opportunity to uh, to add, add, I'd like to add several parts to what we said yesterday rather briefly. I want to begin with a kasha that the Svas Emes asks. Kivega also quotes somebody who asks this kasha. And that is, we say in the Gemara, in Shabbos, in Avchof Aleph Medbeis, V'etimu kol ha-shmanim. the Greeks came into the base of Migdosh, and they were matame all of the oils. Why it says they were matame the oils, it doesn't say that they destroyed the oils, I'm not sure. It says they were matame all the oils. They made all the oils tummy. How can the Gemara said they made all the oils tummy? How can they say they made all the oils tummy? When it says in the next line, they found one pach. So what was it? Were all the oils tummy? Or not? So you could say, okay, it's Lavdafka. It's not exact. It means almost all the oils. But what does it mean they stole, they, 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 they tummy all the oils? And then they found the pach. That's the kasha of the Svasemis. That's the kasha of the Svasemis. Okay, someone else joined us. Samsung SM. You want to identify yourself, you can. You don't have to. Okay. Oh, you got a, you got a new identification here, Mrs. Goldenberg. Normally you said Mrs. Goldenberg on it. Okay, don't worry about it. Maybe there's somebody else here. Okay. So, that's the Svasemis' kasha. We're going to try to answer this kasha. Okay, I'm going to try to put down a lot of information right now so everybody try to listen. I'm going to review, in a very short amount of time, the highlights of what we said, Lech Lecha, Vayera, Chayesara, Toldos, and Vayetze. In Lech Lecha, we mentioned that Avraham Avinu tried so hard, together with his wife, to open up a boys' school and a girls' school, and they were successful, but at the end, the Talmudim did not stick it out. That was Parshas by Lechlecha. Then we said in Parshas by Yera that Avraham tried also to do what he could do in Sedoim, but he wasn't able to. He wasn't able to. He wasn't able to. Then we said, Avraham Shalom Kaimai, he went back and started trying again. In Pasha's Chayisara, we see Abraham Avinu had some success because he told Eliezer before he sent him out to find the Shidduch for Yitzchak, he said to Eliezer, it used to be Elokei HaShemayim because nobody knew about Hashem in this world. And now it's Elokei HaShemayim, Elokei Oretz because I publicized his name. And now there are people who know Hashem's name. The people who know Hashem's name also. Okay. People know Hashem's name also. Unbelievable. That's Chayisara. Then we got the Toldois. We mentioned the fact there was a little girl, a young girl, young girl only biologically. 
who was able to develop into Rifki Menu despite the fact her father was a Russia, her brother was a Russia, and her town was a Russia. Everybody was Rishom in her town. Incredible. That was Toldos. say last week we mentioned that Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Avinu was afraid when he's leaving base Lavan, he did not want to lose his relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu to an iota, that he should not start thinking that perhaps he is the cause of all the things in his life. As we said last week from the Netziv and Hemik Dovar and the Aznaim Lutaira from Rav Sarotskin and the main base of Sheva from Rav Schwab. Zatzal and all of them. Yaakov Avinu was afraid he'd lose his relationship with HaKadosh Baruch by starting to think that he was the person involved. Now, if you have your Hamashim in front of you, I'd like to show you something unusual. Three times the Torah says something. Three different places, and each time it says it a little differently. First one is in Parshas Vayetze. In Vayetze, 28-21. in Yechamashim. One day, Rabbi said, we're going to be back in Shul together. I don't like giving shir, as I told you, over the phone or over Zoom. V'shafti v'shalayim. I will return v'shalayim. Yaakov Inu asked HaKadosh Baruch for brachas for food, brachas for clothing, brachas for physical protection. And now he says, V'shafti v'shalayim, I shall return in peace. What does it mean in peace? Says Rashi, the second Rashi, 28-21. Shalayim menachet. Shalayel ma'ad midake lovon. Now remember, all of the others kept Kolatarakula. Shalom and Achet means I should come back complete without being involved in Chet. What does that mean? Shloy Elmad Midake Love, and I should not learn from the ways of love. And he was not asking Akadish Baruch, please help me keep Shabbos and keep Kashras and Taras and Mishbacha and Tfilin. The four basic points of a Jewish family. But family. That considers itself orthodox. We need those ingredients. Shabbos. <coughs> Excuse me. Shabbos. And Kashrus. And Tarsim Mishpacha. And Tfilin. That's not what Yaakov's concern was. Yaakov's concern was at a much more subtle level. I should not learn from the ways of Lavan. Turn now to Parshas Vayishlach, our Parsha from yesterday. And again, Rashi says the same thing two more times. In the famous Pusik, in the second in the second Pusik in the Parsha, Lamid Pusik Hey, by Yitzav Oisam Lamar, Yaakov commanded the angels who were going to meet with Esav to say the following to his brother. I live with Lavan, and nothing happened. I'm not famous, I'm not a personage, nothing happened to me, don't get angry at me about the brachas, nothing happened. That's the first shot. So the second shot, Rashi, famous Rashi, famous, 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 Himovan Garti, Bigamatria, Taryag Mitzvah, Taryag. Claim I'm loving Arusha Garti, but Taryag Mitzvah, Shamarti, doesn't say Kiyamti, I fulfilled them. He didn't fulfill them. He didn't have an opportunity to fulfill all of them. He didn't have a base of English and brought Kabbalists. But I was Shamarti. I knew there were 613 minutes. I was Shamarti. I didn't let anything happen to them in my lave, as you'll see. I didn't learn from his bad ways. 
I didn't allow Lavan's lifestyle, Lavan's Lavan's location, to have an effect on me at all. And finally, it says right here again in Parshas Vayishach Lamed Gimel thirty three Yudches eighteen. Vayavo Yaakov Shalem. Yaakov returned after 20 years in base love and 21 years and 6 months. He returned. Sholem. Sholem. Zokrashi. Sholem. Sholem begufoi. That whatever the Malach did to him on his leg, he was cured. Sholem begufoi. That whatever money he lost by giving Ace of this elaborate present, he got back. I don't know what that means. I don't know how he got the money back. I don't know where it happened. Sholem so he, he was also Sholem Betayrasoi. What does that mean? He did not forget the Torah that he learned while he was in Beis Lavan. He didn't forget the Torah learning. In the middle of that 20-year torture, working for that liar who changed his contract 100 times, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't forget his Torah. Unbelievable. Patch the Rashi's together. Yaakov Avinu wanted to make sure that nothing happened to his incredible level of spirituality of Ruchnius, as we said last week. He didn't want anything to happen to it. That was Yaakov Avinu. That was Yaakov Avinu. He didn't want anything to change. Not one iota of change. Now listen to the Svasemis. We just mentioned this Vas Emes. His kasha was, it says, Timu kol ashmanim. Zok the Svas Emes, an unbelievable teretz. He said there was one pach that was buried under the ground. Nignaz Bekarka. It was not in the Heichel. And this nest of this Pach Shemen, that even though Matami Kolashmanim, this flask of oil which was underneath the ground, they did not find. And then he says over from his Zayda, and we all know this, his Zayda, the Chalush said that this Pach is a remez, is a hint, that forever, in every Jew, every single Jew, Nishar Nekuda be Israel. A drop will be left inside of him or her. Asha Kodesh Bahu Meginalel. A Kodesh Bahu protects this drop, this flask of oil. I love this lotion. Shaloyesh Shom Maga Nochri. That the Goyim can't touch it. You can live in the most acculturated and assimilated society you've absorbed and you've digested all the mores, all the ways of of the non-Jewish society around you. However, there's one spot inside your Jewish neshama. There is no maganachri. A guy can't reach it. And then he says that amazing thing. Every day in Shemun Esrei, three times a day, for those people able to have it three times a day, we say, not only Elokei Avram, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov, as Rashi brings down in the beginning of Parshish Lech Lecha, but Rashi also brings down that we also say, 
Mogain Avrom. That Avrom Avinu. Avram Avinu. Ar Zayda. Ar Zayda Avram. I want to say a word in Yiddish. I love this word. He implanted in us, in each and every one of us, the ability to have this Nakuda, this drop of oil, this flask of oil inside of us, that no Maga Nochri, no Goy can touch it, no Goy can spoil it. It remains pristine, connected to the Bayre. It's covered. It's covered. It's hard to reach. It's hard to ignite it, but it's possible to ignite it. It's possible to start a fire with that ignition, with that spark that can light up the entire Jewish human being, man or woman, to become the glory of the nation, to become attached to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what Avram said, and that's what Yaakov said. That's what they were worried about. That's what they were trying to do, to give people this nekuda. And Yaakov Avinu said to Baruch Hu, I beg you, I have to leave my parents' house. Well, the house of Yaakov, the house of Yaakov had to leave, the house of Yitzhak and Rivka, he didn't want to leave it, he had to leave it. He begged the Kaddish Baruch Hu, allow me to come back to the same pristine state, I should not lose one drop of my Yiddishkeit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to give you a muscle. A muscle. Ravel Apiyadza Tzal, the grandfather of Pauli Lopin in our city, one of the Gedele Ador, one of the Bali Musar Ador who died in 19, I think it was 1969. Ravel Apiyad, he once told somebody he was Zeichet to live the last decades of his life in Eretz Israel, and he said, I allowed myself to get too used to Eretz Israel. What does that mean? When I first came to Eretz Yisrael, I had a spit, excuse me. I would never spit in the land of Eretz Yisrael. Never. He said he felt he lost the Madriga. That's not talking about a person who got involved with the Goyim. I'm talking about sub, 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 sub subtleties. That's what the Gedalim were always worried about. I don't want to lose anything that I gained. Oi, Rabbi Isai, holy Rabbi Isai. That's the first part. The question is, Timu Kolashmanim? Says the Sarsamis, no. He was not Metame all the Shmanim. They were not Metame all the Shmanim. One Pach was saved. It was hidden in the ground. They didn't see it because that's the pach that represents that inside every Jew, no matter what happens to the Jewish people, not the communists, your machshimum, and not the Nazis, your machshimum, and not the pogroms, your machshimum, and not the church with the crusades, your machshimum, and not Chelmenitsky, your machshimum. None of them. No matter what they do, no matter how they torture, no matter what a Jew may verbalize from his mouth, that pintalayid is always there. First things first, Rabbi Yisai. The Yontif of Hanukkah is the only Yontif that was really created in Eretz Yisrael. But it's the only Yontif that talks about the Goyim trying to change us. Purim is the Goyim trying to kill us. Hanukkah is the Goyim trying to change us. Hanukkah is communism. Purim is Nazism. We said that many times. You're on both of them. 
our job during the upcoming week of Hanukkah, the eight days of Hanukkah, is to concretize within ourselves, within our spouses, within our children, our grandchildren, whoever we come in contact with, our students, is to concretize that although we live in an incredible Medina, Medina Shel Chesed, no country has been as nice to us as this country has been in the history of our goals for 2,000 years, nevertheless we cannot become and absorb the culture of America. That's what Hanukkah is about. How do I dress? What's my level in my house? Where's my kedusha? The sub-subtleties. Not Shabbos and Kashrus. How did I become absorbed in America that I do things, that I do things that are not with the Ruach of, a, of the Torah? It's with the Ruach of the assimilation of the street. That Rabbi Sai is the most important thing that we can think about in Hanukkah. And that's the message that the Svarsemis is saying. Timu kol ashmanim. All the oil was tummy. No, 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 no. But that nakuda, that pintalayid, as we say, no, that was not touched. That's what we have to protect, and we have to uncover it, we have to ignite it, we have to be ma'orit. That nakuda of kedusha that's inside each and every one of us. Okay. Ad Khan, part one of today's year. Now I'd like to add a few more points. First point, as we just read in Rashi, and we say it in Al-Anisim, what did Chazal decide to put in Al-Anisim? The first point of Alanisim. Alanisim, Alapurka, Aguas, Achuas, and Lachavas. Shashisla, Vasena, Vyamahim, Masmanazer. How do we start? Bimei, Matisho, Benyechen, and Koen Gogol. In days of Matisho, Benyechen, and the Koen Gogol. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Who is Yechen and Koen Gogol, Rabbi Say? Who is Yechen and Koen Gogol? Does anybody know? Yechen and Koen Gogol was the one Koen Gogol who served for 80 years. To my knowledge, no Kohen Gadol ever served longer than that. But at the end of his 80 years, he became a tzaduki. It's unbelievable, unfathomable. And many Mepharshim say that Matasyo's father was that Yechon and Kohen Gadol who after 80 years of the Mesh of English became a tzaduki. How did he become a tzaduki? Says the Kilas Yitzchak, because the Avira, the Avira, the atmosphere, was polluted with Tzedukiism, it was polluted. And when you live in a polluted era, even though outside everything is gishmak, you can do what you want, you can wear a yarmulke in Harvard, and you can go to medical school and wear a yarmulke, and you can work in a bank and wear a yarmulke, things you couldn't do when I was growing up. And there are kosher restaurants anywhere you're going to go, and there's a Hanukkah lighting ceremony in the White House, and everything is myridic. But the world can be permeated, not with anti-Semitic, with anti-God movements. Anti-God movements. We notice an entire movement in this country we're mentioning God is Kamat abhorrent. Now listen to what Chazal stressed. The Greeks got up over us. What's the first thing that's mentioned? 
to make us forget the Torah. It does not say to stop us from learning Torah, to make us forget the Torah. The Rambam says, first thing the Rambam mentions is, the Greeks did not allow us last like Torah to learn Torah. Alanism says they caused us to forget the Torah. Now I know Mrs. Novik is on the phone, and I don't know anybody else on the phone who might remember. Maybe Mrs. Goldenberg remembers, I don't know, who might remember Mr. Lapushin. Mr. Lapushin was a Jew. Please remind me. I don't believe I said this story last Sunday. Did I talk about Mr. Lapushin last Sunday? Can anybody remind me? Yes, you did. Yes. I did? I spoke about the 62 years of Mr. Lapushin? Yes. Okay, good. Fine. Then you remember that I said that Mr. Lapushin was a product of the people of communism who stopped Torah and also made the Jews forget their Torah. He forgot he was a Kohen. That's what they tried to do. That was their goal. That's how we begin Al-Hanisim. The Rambam does not begin that way. Rambam says we can't learn the Torah, but Chazal said Al-Hanisim to forget. He caused us to forget. Incredible. Stop. Now I'd like to add. I want to quote Three different Rashis. This is something I saw by Rabbi Rucham Lubavitz, the famous Mashgiach of the Mir Yeshiva. Mashgiach of the Mir Yeshiva says the following. We begin the Parsha of Ayishlach and we have your Chumashim open. The first passage of Ayishlach and the last two Psukim in Vayetzei. In Vayetze it says, Vayoyme Yaakov, Yaakov said, What's the Machen Elokim? He saw camps of Melochim, of angels. Angels! He saw the angels coming to him. In Parshas Vayishlach, the first Rashi, he now meets Esau, and what does he do? He sends out a delegation, Malochim, Rashi says, Malochim Mamish. Mamish, Malochim, angels. Yaakov Avinu met a group of angels. Yaakov Avinu was able to delegate that angels should go out on his behalf to talk to his brother, Asa. One more Rashi, please. Lamed, Gimel, Posik Ches. 33, 8. Rashi says, Who is this whole camp? Says Rashi, who was the whole camp that I met? Ask Asaph. Who was this whole camp that I met? Says the Medrash. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Who was this camp that I met? I met these group of angels. And they came towards myself and my 400 men. And they were pushing us. And they said, Who are you? Shall me attempt? They asked us, Who do you belong to? They said, Shall Asaph. We belong to Asaph. So the angel said, hit him, hit him, hit him. Then they said, we are the son of Yitzchak. Hit him, hit him, hit him. We are the grandson of Abram. Hit him, hit him, hit him. We're the brother of Yaakov. Stop hitting them. Ask Rabbi Rucham, 
if Yaakov Avinu was in charge of the Malachim to send them on a mission, and Yaakov Avinu saw the two camps of Malachim, and Yaakov Avinu knew that the Malachim came to beat up the men, knew the beat, beat up the men of Esau, they only stopped because Esau was related to Yaakov. What was Yaakov Avinu scared of? If Malachim were doing his bidding, what was he scared of? Why was he scared when Esau approached? What was he afraid of? Rabbi Yochanan says, unbelievably interesting thing. He said he once went to a doctor. Now, Rabbi Yochanan died in 1936, so I don't know what year he went to the doctor. But the doctor told him, you must have not been feeling well. The doctor told him something about the workings of the body in relationship to cells. Cells. And the doctor explained to him, when a person has an infection, what, what takes place inside the body? There's a battle. Literally a battle. Between what? Between the healthy cells and the unhealthy cells. And they're fighting it out. Who's going to take over this body? Who's going to take over this body? Says Rabbi Rucham, from there I extrapolate. We have Malachim who are willing to fight for us. Yaakov Avinu was in such control, he could send the Malachim to Esau. Says Rabbi Rucham, however, as much as there may be Malachi Rachamim to fight and defend ourselves, our being, corresponding to that, there are Malachi Royim, there are bad angels who are who are terrorists, who are destroyers. That's the unbelievable thing. Inside each and every one of our bodies, there's a mochama in the gashmias, in the physical part of our bodies, and so too in the ruchnias, in the spiritual part of our bodies. There's a mochama being waged. And that's what Yaakov was saying, that even though he could foster and send out Malachim to fight Esau, he was still afraid because maybe the Malachi Aram, because maybe Yaakov said, Shema Yigram maybe I sinned. Unbelievable concept. Maybe I sinned. As Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. Oh, hey, Rabbi, say, do, I, do I thank you enough? No, I don't know. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. He wants to say the following. Yaakov Ovinu was hit by the Malach after fighting with the Malach all night. How does a human being fight a Malach? It's incomprehensible for us. But he was able to do such a thing. He fought a Malach. Yaakov Ovinu fought a Malach. After fighting with this Malach, and the Malach couldn't beat him, the Malach wounded him in his leg, the hip, referring to the ability to walk, the ability to continue, and the Malach's Kavana was that although Yaakov Avinu could fight me and beat me, his children will not have that power. He weakened them by hitting Yaakov Avinu in the Giranasha and the thigh. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, listen to this. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
The difference between a negative commandment, a say, and a positive commandment, an say. And I say happens once a year, once every half a year, maybe once a month, maybe once a week, maybe once a day. Aloysa say, don't eat the Giranosha, and therefore you cannot have a sirloin steak because you can't traver. You can't do the hindquarters in America. We never eat the hindquarters of an animal where the sirloin steak is. We don't eat it. We sell it to the Goyim at the slaughterhouse. We also, we also don't eat Bread baked by a goy. An individual goy, a next door neighbor who makes kosher bread, a kosher pie, and brings us over to us to give us bread. We don't eat it. If a goy pours from a bottle of wine that's not mabushal, we don't drink it. What's going on here? Says Rabbi Yaikiv. I said yesterday morning, I don't know who, which of you were in shul. Speaker included that in America for the last 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, my great-grandfather came 115 years ago, 1904, came to America, 116 years ago, 17 years ago, came to America. What kept the Jews apart was the fact, one thing, we can't eat your meat, you non-Jews, we can't eat your meat. We can't eat your sirloin steaks. We can't eat them. That keeps us away and keeps us together. You know what else? We can't eat your cheeseburgers even on a kosher meat. You know what else? We can't eat the bread on your cheeseburgers if they're made in a Goyesha house. We can't drink the wine that you serve in your fancy restaurants. And you sell in your fancy wine stores. And that keeps us apart. Because once you start slipping, Chazal made a takona at the end of the second base of English after Hanukkah. When they knew that the second base of English was going to be destroyed and we're going to be in Gullahs for a long time, they said, We cannot eat Pasakum and we cannot drink Stam Yenom. And of course, we can't eat not kosher. And the kavana was to keep us apart. That's what Yakamanetsky says to keep us apart. He doesn't connect it. It happens to be Parsha Yishlach. And he says, these Takotas, I'm disconnecting it all. Our job. Very difficult job. Is to maintain our distance. Because you know and I know, and this is more painful than what I said before. Although speaker included has relatives who gave up Shabbos and gave up Kashras, Rachman al-Islan, we all know that after Shabbos and after Kashras, and after Tarsa Mishpacha, and after Tefillin, speaker included once again, tragically, we all know that we have relatives who make the ultimate mistake and marry Goyim. Marry Goyim. Nobody wakes up one morning after being from their entire life and says, I want to marry a Goyim. It doesn't happen that way. On the outside, it may look like that. But on the inside, it comes first one step this way, then one step that way, a little step this way, a little step that way, a little pasakum, a little yayin nesech, a little this, a little that, things that are not awesome and a Torah. Things that are not explicitly awesome, but things that the Jewish people took upon themselves to maintain 
what Yaakov Avinu asks him HaKadosh Baruch Hu when he leaves the house of Rivka and, and Yitzhak and goes to the house of love and please allow me to, to, uh, to maintain my level that I attained a pristine relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. <clears throat> It's so important for each and every one of us to remember that when we hit a time of a yontif, the yontif gives us hashpah. The yontif gives us influence. The influence of this time of yontif is that we should be zaycha. Each and every one of us should be zaycha. To maintain our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and not to let it falter. Not to let it be reduced. Chas v'sholem. That's our job. That's Chanukah. That's Lech Lecha, Vayera, Chayesara, Toldos, Vayetze, Vayishlach. That is Alanisim. Alanisim. Lashkichem Torasecha. That's Alanisim. Rabbi say that's what we have to try to do. To not fall, to not slip into this great country that we're in. I'm stopping for one second. Does anybody have a question or anything I said? I'm listening. Please, Rabbi say. I have a question about Rivka. Um, I'm listening. You, you said no, you said that. Even though she was raised by Rishayim, that she was such a tzaddikas. And I read, actually, I read over Shabbos that she, her Devara, who who died in this part in this last week's parsha, she would belong to like an underground of people who believe like Abraham, and she's the one who who taught Rivka all the midot of Abraham. So what do you? No. So my question is: Is that just a how else could she have learned about being such a tzaddikah? Right, so that we spoke about on the, on the parsha of uh, of Toldos. How in the world could she do this as a three year old girl alone without any support system? It's a very very good kasha. We answered that maybe she heard about a great uncle. We found no terrace in this kasha until we came across the Ravigda Miller, who says that maybe she learned from her great uncle because she heard about him. Not because she saw him or met him, she heard about him from all the travelers who traveled through Avram's house of, 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 of rest, his A-shell. Maybe that's how it happened. It's hard to know. Because that's a very, very good question. Very serious question. Very serious question. Matas Bonov. Matas Bonov was exposed to a father who became a tzaduki. How in the world could he fight the Greek culture when he turns around and his father was 80 years a Kohen Gadol and became a tzaduki? It took incredible courage, unbelievable determination to be able to do what he became. Okay, Rabbi I, I repeat again. The Yontif of Hanukkah should not be misunderstood as a Jewish Kratzvach. It's not a Jewish Kratzvach. I'm not saying people should not give Hanukkah gifts. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, but we have to remember that the Iker of Hanukkah is to teach 
teach and that our home should be permeated with the knowledge that we do not want to absorb anything from the culture around us. Anything from the culture around us. That's a very important concept. And it's very difficult. Very difficult concept. Very difficult. Especially with the more exposure that we have to all of the mores of society with immediacy, as they say, in real time. In real time. How people talk, how people walk, how people dress, how people act. Everything's in front of us with immediacy. And some of the things look ganz geschmack, ganz geschmack, not so bad, ganz geschmack. No. No. That's what we have to be aware of. Okay, so I'm wishing everybody a Freilich and Hanukkah. I wish I could tell you that we're going to have a Mesib and Shul. We're all going to be there together with our children and grandchildren, but uh, unfortunately it's not happening. Not happening. Not happening. So once again, we're ending by wishing everybody at Sochah with a Freilich and Hanukkah. If anybody has any final questions, I would love to hear them. Otherwise, we're going to wish everybody at Slacha and we will return